Hey there, this is Larry, and I'm here with Armin. You're about to listen to a great episode. But before you do, we want to let you know that we're now podcasting over at the Bold Idea Podcast. That's right, and we're not adding any new episodes to Reinventure Me, but we think you're really going to like what we're doing on the Bold Idea Podcast. We're interviewing some great guests and packing ideas and inspiration to help you put your faith to work to bring your idea to life. So when you're done with this episode, go check it out at boldideapodcast.com. Episode number 12 of the Reinventure Me podcast. So this transition or dream you're on, it's taking longer than you thought, perhaps. Well, are you stuck or incubating? Well, we're going to talk about that on today's episode of Reinventure Me. Find your next great beginning. This is the Reinventure Me podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. Hi, and welcome back to Reinventure Me, where we talk about what's next in life. And we hope that by tuning into these episodes, you can get some ideas, some fresh ideas about what your next great beginning is all about. This is Larry Gates, and I'm here with Armin Asadi. Hey, welcome, Armin. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Larry? I'm telling you welcome, but you know, you could say the same to me because we're co-hosts, right? This is true. <laughs> welcome. Welcome, Larry. How are you doing? You know, it seems like it's been only a week since we got together and did it's this. Been, that sounds right. It goes by very fast. Right? I actually haven't seen you much this week. I know. I look forward to our times in the studio because we true. get a chance to get caught up, which right? is like awesome. Except when it's the end of the day, then we're both tired. And... I know. Yeah. You know, I just <laughs> like kind of crunched. <laughs> hey, you know, our last episode when we talked about the three questions that you can ask to start your day with greater focus, mm-hmm. you know, I'd written a blog post on that a year or so ago. And when we drug that up to say, hey, this would be kind of a neat podcast to do, it made me go back and implement that because it's like it'd been a while mm-hmm. since I was intentionally looking at those three questions. I mean, even though I, I wrote them, and I was on this <laughs> habit of doing that. I had right. gotten away. You know, like most habits, you can start and then, you know, 21 days later or whatever, right. you stop doing it. And I had, it had been a while. So after our podcast, I thought, you know, I've got to actually do our own challenge me. <laughs> I didn't tell your you this. own advice. No, I, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't, didn't tell you this, but I, uh, I actually did that. And we had three questions for those of you who haven't listened to episode number 11 yet. Um, the three questions were, you know, what's most important for you to do today? Who needs your encouragement? And what could you do to invigorate yourself? Well, I started asking that question. And I have to tell you that I had some of the most fun days when I nailed those things down for myself. Hmm. So I, I need to do that more often. I just had a lot of fun just applying our own podcast, which I forgot about, you know. So good outcomes, huh? Yeah, well, you know, it's it is, at least doing this podcast is helping me. I don't know about anybody else. <laughs> uh, that's all that matters. That's right? Really, yeah, it's all about me, right? <laughs> so we actually uh, had a person that we want to shout out to. Uh, his name is Anderson, who left an awesome review for us on Stitcher. And uh, he said it was just thought-provoking. I love how he just commented about how he, he didn't even agree with everything what we, that we had to say. Well, that's good. But, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, good for you, Anderson. <laughs> but that he still thought it was uh, very thought-provoking and it allowed him not to just uh, put a rubber stamp on life and keep moving forward that it gave him different perspectives. So I really like that. So thank you, Anderson, for that awesome review. Really yeah, and you know, that. that's one of the things I think that I have coming into doing every show is just to say, is there something that we can talk about, Armin, that might be thought-provoking? And we're having a conversation here between the two of us, but we're 
also inviting our listeners into that conversation. And yeah. so we love to get the reviews and we love to get the comments on the website. It helps us know that we're connecting with you and yeah. hopefully to be thought provoking. And Penny Anderson left a comment for us on episode 10. And right. that was an episode where we talked about how to think strategically, mm-hmm. you know, about your dream. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she, she really challenged us to think about not only presenting dreams that you take to completion, but some, some dreams that you're just meant to begin. Mm-hmm. And I think that we agree with that. You yeah, know, I think oh, she, yeah, she pointed definitely. out that it's possible that God just wants us to start something. It doesn't, not everything that we begin has to have a uh, successful ending. Right. You know, and I know a lot of people who have had such challenges in their life because they think, well, what was the whole purpose of why God called me into that? When it wasn't successful, I know a number of people who moved, you know, felt like God was calling them into the pastorate, for instance, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then they have an experience after several years and they go, well, what was that all about? You know, <laughs> and th- yeah. that happens more often than, than not. Oh, that's why I'm laughing. Yeah. <laughs> so we just love to get these comments, not only on reviews on Stitcher and iTunes, right. we love to get your reviews there, but also comments on our show and you can get... This episode's show notes you'll find at reinventure.me slash one two. Mm-hmm. So we're up to episode twelve. Ooh, getting there. I know. It's gonna be a hundred <laughs> before you before you know it. I think that's gonna be a while, isn't two it? Two years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two years. That's well, Mark Twain said something about twenty years from now, which is our inspire me uh quote. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> still laughing at that, aren't you? <laughs> You know, Mark Twain said, 20 years from now, you'll be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than by the ones you did do. Uh, Isn't that great? That's amazing. And it's one of those things that's almost haunting in a way. Right. You know, I have this list uh, that I keep because I come up with all these things that I could be doing, right? And I have this list, great ideas that can wait. Mm -hmm. You know, because if I try to do everything, I sabotage the... A few things that I think are really important, but I love what he says here because so often we can just get stuck. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. That's what we're going to talk about in this episode. So the question really is, you know, are you stuck or are you like a fine wine? You know, you're, you're <laughs> fermenting your, your things are, things are getting better with age. You know? Yeah, isn't that what all people that are aging say? I think that's what I'm going to start saying yeah. in about three years. Yeah, <laughs> you've got a little ways to go on that one. <laughs> Trust me. I've been I, I've been a little bit annoyed at the senior spam. Oh, my gosh. I saw that <laughs> Yeah, you Facebook. saw my Facebook post. I was dying laughing. <laughs> uh, you know, I've been getting all these uh, mailings to my home uh, <laughs> telling me what I need to do as I turn 65. I am still a ways away from 65, <laughs> and so I'm having a hard time with it. <laughs> I couldn't see your face, but I could still tell you uh, you're visibly offended. I'm still offended, yes. So for those of you out there that might be listening that are sending me senior spam like that, go away. <laughs> I love that. that but best. you know, it, it is funny. Um, I am uh, going to be 55 this year. And so somehow somebody slipped a digit there. You know? um, in any case... I'm going to be 55 this year, and yet it seems like, for me, the last 30 years went by in a flash. Yeah. And when I think about 20 years, you know, if I were to rewind when I was 35, you're how old? 
I am 32. You're 32. So three years from now, you'll be yeah. 35, right? right? So you'll be what the age I would be 20 years ago. Wow. And I think about Mark Twain's statement, you know, 20 years from now, you'll be more disappointed by the things that you didn't do. You How know? true is that for you? Well, I think that there are things that I know that I would like to have done that I just didn't do. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it isn't like I live with deep-seated remorse. Yeah. Uh, because I do believe that God has created an opportunity for me to redeem even the things that I didn't do hmm. as a way of incubating and, and moving forward. But let's let's talk about that in a second. Okay. You know, when we're in our dreams and trying to pursue maybe a transition or something that we think that God might be calling us to, there are times when it just gets so confusing and it takes so long and you might not know what it is but you know you've got to do something. Yeah. You know, you've been there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, i got to tell you, it's almost the meta story of my life. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, somebody once said, I wish I could find out who it was because I think this is wise. It's kind of like a Yogi Bearism, and I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if Yogi Bear didn't say it. He said, things always take longer than they do. Huh. You know? Yep. And it always feels that way, right? That That's right. Especially when you're trying to move into a transition, things always seem to get a little bit harder than you think. And so how do you know, this is the key question, how do you know when you're stuck and things aren't, the life change you're anticipating isn't, isn't going because there's something broken within you mm-hmm. or you're meant to incubate for a while. Hmm. It's meant to grow. And, and those things are kind of hard to discern. Well, uh, quickly, I just want to ask you, just because I remember the first time I saw this, I wanted to ask, how do you know the difference between being stuck and knowing that you're incubating? Because it could feel very much the same. Yeah. And it's a bit like uh, Randy Komisar describing the difference between drive and passion. Mm. You know, he says drive pushes you towards something, passion pulls you towards something. And if you don't know enough about yourself, you can't tell the difference. Hmm. And I think that that last line is so insightful that we have to know something about what's going on inside of us. Otherwise, this whole question of whether we're incubating or whether we're stuck looks the same. So it's more of a point of self-awareness. Yeah, we have to increase our self-awareness for sure. But how we how can we do that? So here's here's three uh, ways that you might be able to know if you're stuck, right? Okay. First is... When you sense that your direction in life and where you're going and what you're about and your life purpose and perhaps mission becomes less clear over time. Hmm. When you move forward and you're like uh, less certain about what you're made to do, it's likely that you're stuck. Hmm. What you need to do is gain some clarity around that. And oftentimes that does require you to take that inner look. Right. You know? Um, have you have you had a sense of that yourself? Um, just kind of like losing that vitality. I, I mean, it's ironic that I would uh, talk about organized crime to describe being stuck. And I don't want to romanticize organized crime, make anyone think it's it's something that they should be involved yeah, in. Yeah, for those of you that didn't listen to an earlier episode, yeah. uh, Armin has had a background in organized crime and uh, led a crime syndicate for a while. And and, uh, and and found his way out of that, fortunately. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> to be to be honest, though, when I first got into it, because I was so young, I was only 19. Mm-hmm. Um, well, once it actually got organized, I was 19. 
um, it was really fun. We dreamed big. We thought big. We were out to conquer. There was a romantic side to it. There was this Robin Hood-ish type feeling around it. But rob it, from the rich and give to the poor, right? Or, or rob from the rich and keep for yourself. <laughs> something. I mean, yeah. There was there was some there was there was a way that you could lie to yourself to make it seem like it was something better than it was, mm-hmm. and it didn't take long before I uh, I really started feeling like it just wasn't doing what it was supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. I wasn't accomplishing what I thought I was going to be accomplishing. I wasn't going where I wanted to go. And I mean, you get so busy, you know, and you just had so much to do. You're looking over your back. Other people are looking over their back at you. And it just got so messy where, I mean, I could barely see into tomorrow, let alone look into the future. Mm-hmm. And when you can't see past tomorrow, you're instantly stuck. Yeah. You know? And a good clue of that being stuck, as you said it, is you lose your vitality. Yeah. Right? You you don't, you're, you're not converging to anything that looks like it's a good future for you that you can get excited about. Yep. And, and in, in some ways, you spend more time looking down than you do looking forward. Yeah, that's you know, exactly you just right. get You get more and more depressed. Yeah. We don't want to disparage anybody that might be in that situation. You might be finding finding yourself in that situation right now. If you are, it's real. I've been there mm-hmm. many times, and often I found that one of the reasons that I've been so disparaging about my situation, not disparaging, just so depressed about my situation, was because I didn't have an adequate view of what was actually going on, how yeah. I was growing from it, wow. and uh, and I was just viewing it as something to endure. And not at all something that I could enjoy, hmm. you know. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so that's a that that was a good thing actually that that God created that lack of reward for you in that system, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean that was before I even knew God, but I guess that shows that He's still active. Yeah, He had sovereignty over over your heart there, and that's exactly. that's good. So you know that you're stuck when your direction becomes less certain over time. Right. The second thing is that when we're stuck. It's often when we're resisting the next step. Hmm. You know, it's one of those dichotomies that we have that we want something, we want it so bad that we don't do anything about it. <laughs> you know, right? It's this active avoidance. You know, we we want to embrace it. It's a it's kind of this push me pull you sort of thing. We want to make it happen, and it's more than just being busy. Uh, we could have a busy schedule, but even though we have so much on our plate. We know that if we're really serious about it, we would have done something about it. Right. Well, have you ever had? Have you ever experienced it? I, I've experienced this all the time. It's this Anything tension. Specific? Oh yeah. For years, I, one of the things that I was disappointed about a year ago was I found one of my old journals. You know, before I started journaling regularly. Yeah. And this was back, dated 1999. I found an entry where I was going to write my book. Well, that was my goal for the year. Huh. The ever-elusive book. The ever-elusive <laughs> book. The thing that I know that I want to do, it's yeah. been in my plans for many, many years, and after 10 years, I still hadn't written that book. What What, what do you want to write a book on? I, I, I always want to ask you. Well, I have. I, I actually did write write one on Overcoming Adversity. My agent has it to shop, and we've been not been able to find a, a publisher to take it. Okay. But I, I'm working on one, uh, actually reworking on one and finding active avoidance against one right now that I'm on pursuing my own dreams. So it's kind of this dichotomy that, I, again, an irony, really, that the very thing that I'm writing a book about is about overcoming the resistance that you have to pursuing your dreams. So 
yeah, it's this nice two-step that I do, you know, <laughs> one sense. step forward, two steps back. That's the two-step. I know. I'm glad to hear that. I mean, um, unless you struggle with it, I don't want to, I don't want to read about it, you know? Well, and that's just it because you go into it and as you start in on your dream, and this is the dynamic that happens as you start in on it, you come out with with blazing guns about the idea and you go, this right. is really something I want to do. And you can get really excited about it. And then you start doing it and it becomes really, really messy. Hmm. And as you start moving into it, you start to doubt yourself with it. Yep. You know, and Woody Allen said, said it this way, confidence is what you have before you understand the problem, <laughs> you know? And, and that's, I think what you have before you really understand the right. magnitude of the change or mm-hmm. that you're going to try to go into. So every day I wrestle with this one in terms of resisting the next step. And there are times I know I am stuck because I have a harder time implementing some of those very things that I want to do. You just need to set a smaller goal. Right. One page <laughs> this week. Exactly. It, that, and that's exactly right. Taking the small steps. Yep. 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 Exactly right. Uh, and there's some other things. We're going to talk about that in a future episode that we can do as well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, again, this podcasting on all this stuff is kind of self-therapy because I'm implementing <laughs> it as we go, right? So am I. So it's okay. Yeah. So number thir- three things, or third thing that we can do when we're stuck, or third way that we know that we're stuck, right. uh, is almost ironic in and of itself as well, because you wouldn't necessarily see it as being stuck, but it's when you overfunction. Yeah. It's when you try to do more and push things along in a way that shows you become impatient and you're trying to too hard to make something happen, especially against things that you can't control. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it was like, I, I like what, um, some anonymous writer said, if you want to be happy, put your effort into controlling the sail, not the wind. <laughs> and oftentimes we try to control the wind. You know, we're trying to push things along way too, too much. And then we get angry. Yeah. I mean, oh my gosh, you have no idea how true this is for me, especially mm-hmm. this last week. I know I told you we were moving out yeah. of our old place, moving into a new place, the whole packing and cleaning and and then in the midst of it, um, and this is sad, but uh, Ashley is my wife's uncle. Her favorite uncle passed away. So we had to make a four-hour drive north to go visit the family and the funeral. I mean, and it just, and everything fell on one of the busiest weeks of my life. Mm. I mean, it was, I would literally go home to sleep, wake up and leave. That's, I, I would literally be home seven hours for my sleep. Mm-hmm. and leave and go run and uh, so this is all i got all my business stuff my ministry stuff then we got the moving out moving in and we got the funeral all mixed up in this and uh, i i mean over functioning was an understatement this last week for me and honestly if i had to live life like that i wouldn't stand a chance of being unstuck you know i mean you barely have time to think yeah, you, because you're in this survival mentality, oh right? Gosh, and, and, absolutely. Uh, as one person said, it's hard to plant trees when your forest is on fire. Oh, right, right on. And and so you can't think about your your future transition when you're only reacting. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's exactly how I felt. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was constantly reacting. Yeah, you're to always was, reacting to stuff. Yep. And to envision your new future is a creative endeavor, not a reactive endeavor. Yeah. And so this idea of overfunctioning could sound like you know, how is that being stuck? You're so busy, you're doing all this stuff, maybe even working on your dream. But if it's only reactive and it's not creative, 
then you are stuck. Yep. It, it's just a funny way of being stuck. Yeah, right on. No, I, yeah, I'm just totally uh, affirming what you're saying just because, I mean, it's not like it was last year, 10 years ago. I'm just thinking about yesterday. Yeah. Two days ago, sorry. Yeah, you know, it's it's often that we think about pursuing a new direction or a new dream or a new uh, career or a new aspiration or a new beginning and we think about the things that stand in our way from doing that. You know, for me, it, it could be the structure of how I write or my own resistance to doing that. And we tend to think about it as these are the barriers that I have to overcome and that there's something wrong with me if I can't overcome all these barriers and if I can't achieve it faster or, you know, whatever. We can, over time, just as I looked back at my journal and I saw that I had had this goal for so long, there's a, a way I can look at that and I can say, well, I failed at that. So the fact is, yes, I failed to make that goal back then. Mm-hmm. But then I think about it in a different way. I think about if I had written the book that I had in mind, it would not be the quality born of the experience and the issues that I've come to mm-hmm. right now. Well, And... That isn't to say that I could go on indefinitely that way because I could probably die and still not, you know, right. die with a book in me, as yeah. as someone once said. But there is a value in recognizing that sometimes the resistance that we feel, the pace that things come at, mm-hmm. slower than we might want, sometimes that's given to us by God Himself. Mm-hmm. You know, it isn't just uh, resistance is a bad thing. You know, a, a terrific book on resistance is uh, Stephen Pressfield's book, The War of Art. And it's a it's a terrific short book that will really get you a, a nice kick in the rear if you get going on stuff. But he personifies resistance as the alien or the shark in Jaws or the Terminator, you know, and he says they're all there bent on one thing, and that is your destruction. You know, <laughs> resistance in whatever form it has, which keeping you from your goal is there to destroy you. Yep. Yeah. And it, it makes for great writing, and it's a wonderful book to read from that perspective. And he actually says, if you reduce resistance down to a single-cell microorganism, it will live till its final breath trying to you know stop you from doing what you're meant to do, right? <laughs> I mean, it, it is kind of powerful, fun writing. Yeah. But the problem with it is, as... Uh, Christians who believe in a worldview based on the truth of the Bible is there are times when God himself is the form of resistance. Hmm. And if you just buy into that concept of resistance is always bad, then you yourself will be at war with God. Right. And I read this in Exodus 23. Now, now follow with me on this for a second, Armin, okay. because imagine that you were amongst the Israelites when Moses led them out of Egypt. I love that movie, The Ten Commandments, you know, and I always think of Moses, and I can't help but think of Charlton Heston being Moses. I mean, what a great character, right? That will live (laughs) forever. Just imagine all the miracles that they saw, right? And then Mm -hmm. they get through all of that, and God says to Moses, See, I am sending an angel ahead of you to guard you along the way and to bring you to the place that I prepared. Now, he's talking about the promised land, right? Mm, Yeah. And this is in Exodus chapter 23. And he says, I will send my terror ahead of you and throw into confusion every nation you encounter. I will make all your enemies turn their backs and run. 
Wow. Now, if you heard that back yeah. then, th- this is going to happen. You know, everybody's going to turn their backs and run. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, what does that tell you about your chances of success? Right. Yeah, they're pretty high, right? Yeah. You're going to get excited because this is That's like, inspiring. we cannot lose. <laughs> we got you know? this, yeah. You get that question that says, you know, if you could do anything that you want and you could be sure that you weren't going to fail, what would you do? You know that, that wow. question, yeah. right? Well, this is basically that, where it's just basically saying, you know what? You're going to get the promised land and all your enemies are going to turn their back and run. It was like... I don't know about you, but I'm like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. You know, resistance has met its match, yeah. and it's no longer, right? Well, now, the very next verse, though, verse 29 says this, but I will not drive them out in a single year because the land would become too desolate and the wild animals too numerous for you. Little by little, I will drive them out before you until you have increased enough to take possession of the land. Get that last part until you've increased enough mm-hmm. to take possession of the land. You see, God doesn't remove all of our obstacles at once mm. because he wants us to increase enough to take possession of the dream and the new change that you've got. So the very idea of resistance is there to build us and strengthen us. Yeah. And so that is how we look at our new beginnings, how we look at the things that we might even say we're stuck with mm-hmm. and say, some of what I've been going through is there to incubate me, to make me stronger, to make that book inside of me even better than it was, to right. make me better prepared to take on that new role or better prepared to lead people in a way that I might want to or better able to think through with wisdom the things that God is calling me to. And it's there to incubate and grow us. Right. It's not always you're just sitting around waiting for yourself or for God, sometimes you're just actually growing. It's a boot camp a to boot prep camp. you for yeah. what you're about to embark on, the yeah. whole goal that you've been you know, journeying towards. Yeah, and the Apostle Paul, if you remember, had a significant transition in his own life when he met Jesus on the road to Emmaus, and he had a conversion experience, right? Right. And he went from being Pharisee of Pharisees and he was sent off into the desert for a time of his own personal preparation. So right. he did not enter into ministry right away. He had his own incubation hmm. to go to. Yeah. And so it is true for all of us that when there's a there's a certain preparation that God wants to take us through as we go into our new uh, direction. Hmm. Well, let's talk about how we want to translate all that thinking into uh, perhaps a challenge for the week. And we've uh, we prepared a list of 10 questions that you can ask. They'll be in the show notes at reinventure.me slash one two. But we want to talk about five questions that you can ask to think about when you're stuck. And these questions can help you make a difference between whether you're moving ahead or, or, or staying stuck. At least it can give you a little bit of that introspective thinking about it. So Armin, what's the, what's the first question here that we should cover? All right, the first question, I'll be honest, I don't even really like it just because <laughs> it's not a question I like asking myself. Oh, okay. But um, the first question is, what scares the living daylights out of me? And what am I resisting most? Because that's basically a question that I have to answer and come to the conclusion that I'm, I fear something. And as a man, I don't want to know that I fear anything. Mm-hmm. I'd rather convince myself that I'm fearless. But then when it comes time to it, 
kind of hide. Yeah, and when you know what you're afraid of, it's a pretty good indication of what you're stuck about. Right. Yeah. Now, the second question is, is there any critical information or another's perspective about the situation that I'm lacking? Hmm. You know, when we're stuck, it's sometimes because we're not, we don't have any the information that we need in order to think about clearly about what the next step should be. So just asking, is there somebody else's perspective on my situation that might help can often get us unstuck as well. Right. And that's, and going back to old episodes, another reason why it's good to have mentors in your life. Yeah, that's right. You know, to be able to ask these types of questions and you don't have to just ask yourself, but ask someone who knows you well. Um, question number three, what's the benefit of making the decision now? Mm. Is there is there a sense of urgency to it? Um, is this the best time to do it? Should you wait? Um, these are all good questions to ask. And just going back to your point of what you're telling the story out of Exodus. Maybe yep. maybe it doesn't need to be made now. Yep. Right. Maybe right. there's something happening to you or yeah. for you that's making a later time the yeah. perfect time. Yeah. Awesome. Well, and here's my favorite of all of these. And number four, in a year from now, if I imagine choosing each of the possible options, which option would I wish I had taken? Hmm. Now, I found that question to me to be very helpful yeah. when I was looking at starting a business. I imagined, well, what would it be like if I went to work for somebody else? And then what would it be like if I went to work for myself? Yep. And I played that scenario out as if it were a year later. And I realized in the scenario that I went to work for somebody else, the thing that clinched it for me was I realized I'd always be wondering when I should be leaving to go work for myself. Mm-hmm. And, I, and then I felt like, well, then my attention and my head would not be in the game for somebody else. It wouldn't be fair for them if I went to work for them, knowing that in the back of my mind, I'm always wondering, is this the time to leave and work for myself? <laughs> you know, right. So that question really helped me to make that decision yeah. back 19 years ago now. Wow. 1995. Crazy. 19 years ago. Yeah, I know. Don't even. Yeah, how old you were. (laughs) I knew where you were going. going Back to my senior (laughs) comment that you're you're about to give me deliver me some senior spam. I can Uh, see that. (laughs) I wish I wish it was me sending you to senior spam. But it's not me. All right. What's our last question? Fifth question. The final question is: Will the option I am contemplating make me more like the person I want to become? Hmm. I love that. I mean. me and another one of my friends, we when we go even speak at schools or anything like that, we always want to even ask them that question. Mm-hmm. And we always say, everything that you do and every step that you take, you're becoming something. Yes. So every single day you wake up, ask yourself, what am I becoming? Mm. And if what you're doing is leading you one step to the left or to the right or away from what you want to become, then why take that step? Yeah. And I, so I love that we're asking that question. Yeah, that's great. And and that's, of course, a good reason to have a personal mission statement. We ought to cover that in a future yeah. episode as well, yeah. how to create a personal mission statement. In fact, we'll, we'll do that. But our next episode, uh, we're very excited about because we're going to carry on this episode by talking about some tips that you can use to get unstuck or help someone who is. Armin mentioned mentoring. Uh, we all, if we're not stuck right now, we probably all know somebody who is. Yeah. And so in our next episode, we're going to talk about how to help somebody who's uh, perhaps stuck in their own life. But in the meantime, leave us a question or a comment on reinventure.me slash one two, or call our, our uh, show line at 612-314-5447. We'd love to hear from you. If you're on Facebook, you can join our discussion at Facebook dot com slash reinventure me 
Thank you for being with us this episode, and we'll see you next week. Never stop becoming what you should be. You've been listening to the Reinventure Me podcast with your hosts, Larry Gates and Amina Saadi.